Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about value engineering. This is the process of saving cost in a project. This episode came out of a conversation we were having internally on one of our projects. The thought process comes down to knowing which optimizations make the most sense. I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with four framing systems made up of engineered joists. These are made up of a top and bottom wood flange with a stranded board web so that the entire thing looks like an I-beam, only it's made of wood. They've been the staple of the industry for much of the past 30 years. More recently, we've seen the advent of open web trusses. These trusses have the advantage that they can be spaced further apart. These trusses are also a lot taller, so instead of a 10-inch or 12-inch joist, these trusses are usually 16 to 18 inches tall. This does increase your building height by a good 6 to 8 inches for each floor. The advantage of the open web truss is that you now have the complete latitude to route wiring, ducting, and plumbing in any direction without having to drill and cut. With a joist system, you can route your ducting between the joists, But if you need to go across the joist, then you have to drop down below the ceiling and hide all of that stuff behind a bulkhead. It takes extra framing, and many people don't like the aesthetic of a bulkhead. By hiding all of the infrastructure inside the floor-to-floor cavity, ceilings are clean and simple. From a cost perspective, we're finding that the most cost-effective solution is, in fact, to turn back the clock even another few decades and build things the old-school way. Back in the 1960s and to some extent in the 1970s, all floor framing was done with dimensional lumber. They weren't even using the engineered joists. Well, here's the math that will support why we are reverting to the framing with dimensional lumber. Each engineered open web truss is going to cost you anywhere from $125 to $200 depending on the length. They will be typically spaced on 24-inch centers. I'm not even going to price the additional exterior cladding the 50% increase in spray foam insulation that's going to be required for the rim joists or the exterior sheathing. The edges of the floor cavity are usually insulated with closed cell foam, which can usually cost about $6 a square foot. When you multiply the reduction in floor height by the perimeter of the building, this too is a measurable saving. So when you do the math, the open web truss is going to contribute at least $2.50 a square foot to the cost of construction. But on the other hand, if you use dimensional lumber, Each 2 by 10 piece of lumber is going to cost you less than $20. They'll be spaced closer together, and the cost of the lumber is going to contribute about $0.74 per square foot to the cost of construction. So when you multiply those savings across the floor area of your building, the savings are pretty clear. Yes, you're going to have to build a few extra bulkheads, which will cost a little bit more for lumber and gypsum board, but the savings in insulation and exterior cladding will more than offset the additional interior finishing for those few bulkheads that might be required. If you truly want to eliminate the bulkheads, then many of the newer ductless HVAC systems could be worth considering. The real savings comes when you talk to the fire marshal. It should come as no surprise that an open web truss is going to burn much faster than solid dimensional lumber. A solid 2x10 piece of lumber is going to burn much slower than an open truss. Fire departments all over North America are very uncomfortable with buildings that were built with engineered joists or even open web trusses. These floor systems become unstable very quickly in a fire, and fireman's safety is put at risk in these buildings. So in some jurisdictions, the fire marshal is requiring that floor-to-floor cavity to be protected with a dry sprinkler. 
So far, I've described what I consider to be a clear savings in terms of material costs when choosing dimensional lumber over open web trusses. But when you add the cost of fire suppression in the form of a dry sprinkler system to the floor-to-floor cavity, the cost really starts to multiply. Some of the newest building systems are attracting more and more costs because of the complexity that these new systems are introducing. You bring in a new system, and then you need an additional countermeasure to fix a problem created by introducing the new technology. And sometimes the best solution is the simplest and most straightforward. Yes, the plumber's going to have to drill a few holes through the center of the floor joist. And yes, the electrician will have to drill a few holes as well. But in one of our projects, our estimate of savings is $21,000 in closed cell foam insulation, about $25,000 in exterior cladding, and then another $318,000 in lumber. I'm not even going to venture to estimate the cost of additional sprinkler system, which would be needed to protect that 220,000 square feet of floor cavity. There's no magic in value engineering. It simply requires a way of thinking that pushes the team to price alternative ways of accomplishing the same outcome. The lazy thing to do is to simply accept the recommendation of your designers. Now, sometimes that recommendation is the best one, and sometimes there's clear room for optimization. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.